as excitement, this is a high energy state often associated with anticipation or the thrill of a new experience. Mm -hmm. It's typically more intense and short-lived than happiness, but people may confuse excitement with happiness because both elicit similar feelings of pleasure and joy. However, excitement is usually tied to specific events and stimuli that fades away once the event is over and the stimuli is removed. Mm -hmm. So immediately, like when you said excitement, I was like, oh yeah, maybe we should focus more on excitement than happiness, but then that could be really, like that could be bad. Right. Because maybe that's why like people say that they're unhappy in marriage. Because they just don't have- Because the excitement has worn off or they're not doing anything to create excitement. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. I'm Janelle. And I'm Eddie. And we're the Copelands. We are entrepreneurs, parents, business and life coaches. Lifelong learners and so much more. On this podcast, we share some of our best and worst experiences. (laughs) From raising kids to building businesses or having a career you always dreamt of, we tackle it all. And all the funny moments in between. Look, life can be a challenge and sometimes you just need the right friends to help you push through. Pushing you to the right mindset and perspective that shifts life in your favor. So if you're like us and you're always looking to grow, laugh, and dream big, this is the place for you. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. What's up? Uh, your energy is really low. I need you to really step it up. Wow. We're <laughs> just starting. Just so you guys know, it's like 10 o'clock at night, by the way, because we procrastinated this morning, um, you know, recording this. It's rain. It was rainy this morning. We were tired. Our bodies hurt. So we went and got massages today, and now we're too relaxed. But I'm going to pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. I promise. Pick it up. Pick um, it up. Today, we're going to be talking about happiness, and the reason why um, is because I was listening to an article on Apple News the other day, and there's a doctor, Lori Santos. She's a professor at Yale University, and she said that um, they did a study um, or like a poll at Yale amongst the students and polled them to see what like their happiness level was. Um, so it sounds like to me, like you're in retail, mm-hmm. you know, you do like a poll to see, are you like an engagement are survey happy? type of thing, right? right? And no surprise, everyone said they were not happy. And so they were <laughs> like, okay, well, why is it because it's an Ivy league university? Is it because the curriculum's really hard? And so she started doing all this research and decided that she was going to put this course together initially for Yale University students, and it was like a happiness course. Mm. And so they, you know, offered it, and it was one of the most popular classes Yale has ever taught in history, and over a 1,000 students signed up for it. Mm. And it was so, like, crazy that, you know, the, um, what is it, the demand right. that they were like, we don't even have, like, a, a place on the campus to house this many students. And they had to do it in like the big auditorium. Wow. So she does all this research, you know, they teach this like 10 week course. And if you listen to Apple news, Samitha Basu, she's one of the journalists, right? So she is the one leading the interview with Lori. And she said that she actually started going through the course 
And she said, one of the first things you do is you answer all these questions to find out kind of like what your strengths are, what things you value, what things are important to you. And so this is before you even get into how to make yourself happy, right? Right. And uh, Samitha said that some of her strengths that came up were like she really holds to a high degree of like um, value. One of her highest values is honesty Mm -hmm. and truth. She loves like sharing the truth. Right. And so she goes, when I looked at my strengths, it was no surprise. Wow. I'm in journalism and I'm a truth seeking journalist. Right. Right. And so she said, immediately it made me look at my job and my profession and say, wow, I'm doing something that makes me happy. Right. However, prior to that, you might have said, oh, I'm kind of burnt out at my job. You know, I've got all these deadlines, this and that. But when you really take the time to do this research and see like what your core values are, maybe you are doing something that makes you really happy. You just kind of take it for granted. Yeah. And so there was just a lot in the study of people are actually happier than they think. Mm. But when you ask someone if they're happy, a lot of times the answer is no. Yeah. And that's interesting because I, you know, when we think about this topic of being happy, I a couple things. One, you're always happy. Though. I I never think about being happy. Mm-hmm. Growing up, happiness was never something I even like thought about or considered. Like, am I? I never as you know, you're a teenager. I never thought about am I happy? Mm-hmm. Even as a young adult, I never necessarily thought about my overall happiness. Mm-hmm. So, in, which is interesting because I think now as I get older, I'm thinking about happiness and being in the moment and all these things. And then we, and as we start talking about this topic. What I find is that I think I think happiness is probably the most you know confusing thing to define for people. Mm. Right? I don't think we all share the common definition for happiness. No, cuz it means something different to everyone 100%. based on your values, based on what brings you joy, based on your skill set, your Right. Well, cuz I think that there's other words that people will interchange with it. Well, you right? asked me a question today. You said, "What do you think is the uh an emotion yes. that gets confused. confused with happiness?" Right. And so, I was like, "An emotion that you confuse for happiness?" Like I couldn't really think right. of one cuz like when I'm happy, I'm happy. Like I'm, <laughs> so I'm like, "Joy?" No, I mean it's kind of the same thing, right? And I, if I would have kept going, I would have arrived at the answer, which was excitement. And mm-hmm. so it was interesting because, and I'll, and I'll read what I've, I found. It says excitement. This is a high energy state often associated with anticipation or the thrill of a new experience. Mm-hmm. It's typically more intense and short lived than happiness. But people may confuse excitement with happiness because both elicit similar feelings of pleasure and joy. However, excitement is usually tied to specific events and stimuli that fades away once the event is over and the stimuli is removed. Mm -hmm. So immediately, like when you said excitement, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe we should focus more on excitement than happiness. But then that could be really like that could be bad. Right. Because maybe that's why like people say that they're unhappy in marriage because they just don't have excitement has worn off or they're not doing anything to create excitement. I think it's both like in this. This is interesting too. like happiness in contrast. Happiness is generally a more stable, enduring state of well-being and contentment. It is not just fleeting moments of joy, but deeper sense of satisfaction that can 
that can be independent of the immediate external circumstances. So I think what's different there is the reason why I say it's the same. I say if you're unhappy in a relationship is probably because you're missing a deep level of satisfaction and contentment. I mean, I think that satisfaction is also subjective, though. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like people's like expectations of satisfaction, excitement, happiness. I think they're pretty warped these days. Like we don't have to hunt for food anymore. <laughs> we have probably more work balance. Well, this than is we why happiness had. is something right. that we strive for because right. we have nothing else to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we we decided that this would be part one of a happiness series yeah. because For those of you that want more happiness in your life, especially like we're kind of in a new year, new you, if you want to be more joyous and happy, then I highly recommend taking this course. And I think we're going to do it. It's free on Coursera. And so all you have to do is look up Lori Santos, um, the Yale University course, Mm -hmm. happiness course, and it's called um, The Science of Well-Being by Lori Santos, Dr. Lori Santos. And so it's free on Coursera and it's 10 weeks. And I think it's just kind of cool to go through things like that. Even if it's you're a happy person and you just want a reminder of the things that make you happy that maybe you're just unaware of, like Samitha saying, wow, this actually makes me really happy that I'm in alignment career wise with some things that I, I find as core values. You know? so, to me, that sounds like a, a, a good moment of self discovery right right you you're in the middle of something you probably uh it's routine it's habit yep. you, you may even take it for granted that's uh, what i think yeah and at some point it was a dream and mm-hmm. then when you realize that that dream is actually yeah you're living in it and you're standing in it um that could be an overwhelming sense of fulfillment as long as you're paying attention mm-hmm. and i think that that's maybe the miss for a lot of people is like you're in this really long-term relationship or marriage and like you start to question, you know, is this all there is to life? And maybe the newness is gone, but maybe it's not that you're unhappy. Maybe you just need to focus on creating more excitement, right? right? Maybe uh, if it's a career or something like that and you're like, ah, I'm just kind of going through the motions. Well, maybe that's an indicator that it's time for a change or you take on a new role or an elevated role at the company that you work for. Um, because I do think that there's a, a level of like newness and excitement that you want to create around certain things, but I think you got to be careful that you're not always chasing newness because that could be really detrimental in so many areas of your life. Right. And if, and I think that that's, that's the thing I think a lot of people are doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so because they don't really have a clear definition of happiness for themselves, or they don't know what that deep i'm gonna instead of say satisfaction i'm gonna say deep level of fulfillment Mm -hmm. like the things in your life fill you up um and they give you a sense of joy when you stop to pay attention to them but i do think that because people don't do that work and focus on being happy with what they already have then they're constantly seeking and searching these moments of excitement that could be risky that could be dangerous that could be all the above uh, and also could be very addicting, yeah. right? And so I think that there is a balancing act of like planning out exciting trips, planning out s- surprises, like having those spontaneous mm-hmm. th- things in your life that you know are going to bring, that are going to take what you're already satisfied with or fulfilled with, and it's going to give it that moment of really great joy and enhancement 
right? Like celebrating an anniversary or yeah. something, you know? So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I framed it because the other thing is and doing some more research on this, I, I read through and I haven't finished yet, but I read through the book, uh, the happiness e- equation. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Right. Okay. Uh, and one of the things that they talked about is t- 10% of our happiness is what happens to us. 90% of our happiness is basically how we view those things Mm. and how we see the world. See, and then I said, your brother, Marquise Poston, Mm -hmm. is the happiest guy I know. (laughs) And sometimes his circumstances are not very favorable. (laughs) And I think that's a strength for him. Like 98% of the time, regardless of the dumpster fire that may be going on around him, he's happy. Yeah. And then I know some people that have... The bulk of their life, you know, you've got good health, you've got healthy children, you've got a job, there's clothes on your back. They can't be like happy for the life of them. Right. But yet it's the circumstances that they say make them unhappy. You know, I want more. We're trying to earn more. We want more, more, more. Uh, I want more happiness and they maybe operate at like a 50% happy and 50% unhappy because of the circumstances. Well, what, what if, what if is, think about the life that you live if you think that 90% of your happiness comes from the circumstances and the situations that you're in. You're miserable. It's, it's, right. And so, but think about the process of getting there, right? So you didn't necessarily learn that a big part of your happiness is how you view the, view the world and basically the attitude that you have around the things in your life. Mm-hmm. And we'll get a little bit more into that. But just think about you go through this process and you think, wow, this wonderful thing happened. And so I'm so happy. And mm-hmm. so you're, you're feeding off of that wonderful thing that happened, whether it was a promotion or you got some, you know, gust of, of luck just, you know, slapped you in the face. Right. Okay. And so you, you're living off this high. And so, it, you know, you get another good bit of fortune. And then over time, your whole life is based on these things that happen in your life that you had very little to do with, or um, maybe you had something to do with, but the the effort that you put in, the reward outweighs that completely, mm-hmm. right? And then you get into this perpetual cycle that the circumstances are what are the defining moments of happiness in your life, and you never get out of it. And mm-hmm. then you get a string of bad luck or situations that you can't fight your way out of. And before you know it, you live in this miserable life. And I think there's a lot of people that live like that. Um, and they are waiting for the next thing, piece of good luck to come their way to change their fate and, and change how they view their life as they see it at the moment. So if I hear you right, you're saying people that look at their circumstances and give little weight to where they're currently at are happier. And also, what was the last part you said? Well, what I'm saying is, is that there, I think a majority of people that I've interacted with, mm-hmm. their happiness is measured by their circumstances. Right. And But we're saying it should only be about 10%. It should be only 10%, right? right? And the remainder is your attitude that you have right. on the circumstances. That's what in. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, but if you weren't, like, let's say you didn't, you weren't raised in a house full of happiness. Like people weren't happy-go-lucky. Like right. you didn't have joyous parents. I think that directly impacts like your level of happiness, right? Like your mom is always bubbly, like Mm -hmm. no matter what. This is why Marcus is always happy. 
you'd never even considered whether you're happy or not. You're so damn happy, right? I'm not going to say there wasn't joy in my house, but it was mostly business. You know, like my mom wants to get down to business. Like she comes home from work and everyone's like, okay, stop what you're doing. Help mom. Like it was, it was not necessarily joyous. Right. Um, so I wasn't always happy. Right. But you definitely have me beat on like the consistently happy barometer. <laughs> but also you bring me a lot of happiness because you're always so happy, which makes me happy. So I'm glad my 10% matters. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think you care about circumstances, honestly. Like when we had issues, when we were like newly married, I was like, why does this shit not bother you? Like, we need to make more money. We got bills to pay. We've got this, right? And I was just like, why are you sleeping so well at night? Like we have dumpster fires and you know, that was an issue for us in our marriage because I was like, this isn't how I was taught to like handle like, Hey, there needs to be some urgency. And I took it as you didn't have any fucking urgency. You were just always like, ah, head well, in the clouds type of thing. Would you Okay, So this is a great, I appreciate it now. No, absolutely. Back when, you, then, when you're in it, I could, I can un- yeah. totally understand it being frustrated. People like you are annoying. But I think someone, the shit storm. someone's listening to this right now and they're going through it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that they they need permission to know that you can be happy mm-hmm. during miserable times. You know how offensive that is to tell somebody like I, that's maybe struggling to pay their bills, just 100%. got lot laid off from their job, might lose their house, you know, has to file bankruptcy, and you're like, well, you could be happy through that. Well, you know how offensive it, that it, sounds? It, it sounds yeah. offensive because people don't want to hear that. Right. Right. They, they want their circumstances they, well, they want changed a hundred percent. And I would say that I would feel that way too. I want to, I want solutions. Right. I don't think you acted no, that way. I no. felt that way. You acted <laughs> like everything was going to be okay. Uh, but you know, there's a book that's, that's written by Victor Frankl and it's often quoted. Um, and he wrote this book, man's search for meaning. Mm-hmm. And he's, he, you know, he's living in a, in a concentration camp, like he's imprisoned. Yeah. Right. And so, but in that, he still finds joy and happiness. Yeah, they and call what, that gaslighting now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've got a shit show going on over here, and you're trying to tell me someone has it worse than me. Yeah. So that should minimize, you know, my issues. Like, well, I mean, it's complicated because people do say that. Like, they say that that's the number one bit of advice you're not supposed to give. And when this someone is, is down and right. out, you do not say, well, people have it worse than you. Cheer so, up, kids. Yeah. Cheer, cheer up. <laughs> Did you say cheer up, kid? <laughs> yeah, cheer up, kid. Things get, th- things going to turn around for you just soon enough. Yeah. But I, the reason why fix I say your you need, attitude I, that'll fix everything. But just think about it like this: like the circumstances that you may be in mm-hmm. may take you years to get out of right. fully. Mm-hmm. Right. We were just talking about like if you're down, down and out, and things are tough, and and you know when we were struggling, mm-hmm. like. We wish we would have a lot of the information we have and technology now to get right. the information. But information is how you get out, mm-hmm. right? And education is how you get out. Action is how you get out. And, and well, mm-hmm. that's part of it, right? Yeah. You you take that information, mm-hmm. you take that, and you and you make you take action. But if it takes you, you know, two three years to get out of a tough situation, you're telling me that you have to because of your circumstances and because things are not great, be unhappy for three years. Honey, nobody has to be unhappy. I'm for just three saying, years. but yeah. I'm just giving the perspective and, and, and stretching the aperture of life and saying like, um, there are people right now that have not been paying attention, but they've been unhappy for three years mm-hmm. and four years because 
they're working their way out of a tough situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying like the attitude is important. And I, I read another, I got another quote that I thought was great. This is great. The greatest discovery of any generation is that a human being can alter his life by altering his attitude. And that's oh, yeah. by w- William James, the philosopher. And, you know, there's all these studies that say like rich people are not really happy. And, you know, the people that you think are sitting pretty when you're over here having a shit show with your finances, like you think that they're happier and they're not necessarily happier. Like she even says in her study, students with the highest grades are often the least happiest. Mm. So I think for us, what we've learned is like, if you're banking your happiness on one day when I lose 30 pounds, I'll be happy. One day when I find the love of my life, I'll be happy. One day when I'm able to get pregnant, I'll be happy. One day when I get the dream job, whatever the list goes on and on. And I think that, you know, our message from our experience is you can't wait for the happiness. You have to figure out a way to create it now. And so that's what we want to challenge you guys to do. Like go on this journey with us and just like ask yourself, like, how could I create some happiness right now, regardless of the situation or the circumstance that I'm in? Maybe you're in the middle of a divorce. Maybe you're in the middle of a lawsuit. Maybe you're in the middle of, you know, arguing with your kids. Maybe your kids are teenagers and they're driving you crazy. Or you just had a baby and it's toddler phase. Like my sister Richland and my brother-in-law Mitchell, they're like, you know, six months in with a newborn and they're like, this shit's way harder than we thought. Yeah. And we laughed at breakfast and I was like, isn't it so stupid how you get married and you're like, oh my God, all we're missing is a baby and we'll be this happy family. (laughs) And you have no clue what you're in for. Right. Right. And I remember children will challenge your happiness. (laughs) I tried to like explain to her, like, you know, these are the things you want to prepare for. And I remember her saying like, oh, my God, everyone's so doom and gloom. Everyone's telling me all the shit stuff. Right. And I was like, "Okay, girl, you gonna learn. And like seeing her at breakfast, she was like, it's actually harder than everyone said. Interesting. But oh, I, like, you had such a pause right there. I thought I was like, are we done recording? Okay. No, no, no. I was I was uh, that did not make me happy. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so this um, Lori Santos, you know, the doctor at Yale University. Do you know that four million people have enrolled in this happiness course? That is cr- four million people. So do you, it's but, the most successful class that they've ever put on at Yale. And it's actually free. And so I'm going to link it in the show notes, but we're going to do it before the next episode. And we're going to come back and report like maybe you have more happiness than you think. Maybe I actually do make you happy. You, Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's so uh, a funny story because um you know, I had a, a situation where I was having this conversation with an employee, and I, I told this years ago, and um, we were talking about culturally, for this particular individual, um, being darker from a so- social standpoint is not something that you you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. It, it puts you down in the social order, uh, a status in your in yeah. We have to give context though. Like, if you're an Asian guy and you're super pale. Right. It, in your culture, it's This like, is what he told right. me. So in the his lighter, culture, the, the, the lighter, the better. Right. And so I said, wait a second, because we were talking about um, this idea of like being more light. I said, man, you know, you don't want to go on vacation, get to town. He goes, oh, my God, I avoid the sun at all costs. Right. And I said, but the sun has 
extremely important nutrients that mm-hmm. it needs to provide for you, like vitamin D, like right. all the different things, which is a happy hormone, right? Uh-huh. So like if you're looking to be happy, go outside. Right. And so he said, um, uh, yeah, I, I said, are you, I said, he said, me and my friends, we just stay away from the sun. I said, let me ask you, are your friends happy? He, and he stopped for a second. He goes, actually, not really. <laughs> And I was like, what? It, it, but it happiness is, wasn't something that his right. culture so, hold on, held. I'm, right. So I would say this. So I'm talking to another employee about this situation. And I said, you know, he's an older man. He was like a wise guy. And I was like, I said, you know, I was talking to so-and-so. And he told me that, you know, he had voiced his son and that all his friends weren't happy. And he looked at me and he said, Eddie, you have to realize not everyone's goal is to be happy. Mm. And I was like, my that's mind ex- fell out of my yeah. brain and I had to pick it up, put it back in. And yep. he basically said, you know, some people that's not their aim. And so I was like, research, I was like wondering, and I said, and four different cultures came up mm. that, that happiness is me. not their primary goal. Uh, goal. And so uh, East they? Asian cultures, mm. countries like Japan, China, and Korea often prioritize social harmony, harmony, collective well-being, and the, the concept of personal happiness might be secondary and mm. fulfilling societal roles and maintaining group harmony. So America is a selfish country. So That's happiness is a Western yeah. uh, idea mm-hmm. that we're obsessed with. Four million people are like, mm-hmm. I need to get to the gold, right? Mm-hmm. They're going on a gold rush for happiness. Um, it, there's also South Asian cultures in India and neighboring countries. Duty, family, obligation, and spiritual pursuit often take precedence over personal happiness. Mm. And then um, we have the Middle Eastern cultures, um, society, religious, family duties uh, are highly valued over individual happiness. And the last one is African cultures. And some African uh, cultures uh, emphasizes community bonds, collective joy, and fulfillment of communal roles over individual happiness. That's the problem with me then. I was raised in an Asian household. So happiness wasn't something that was a priority. (laughs) It was duty and service and definitely duty. (laughs) That was prioritized over happiness. That is, that is, that is hilarious. Uh, Sidebar. I, we went to the uh, Rose Bowl flea market. It's like the second Sunday of every month. Me, my mom and my sister. Right. Right. So there we're there with our Asian mom and this booth we come up on. It's called angry little Asian girl. And all of the, there's like magnets and pins and all this stuff. And it's like this badge. It says, I survived an angry Asian mom. <laughs> and my mom was like, you guys should get that. <laughs> and then my, we started laughing. My sister goes, this is our angry Asian mom. And the lady was laughing, but it was so funny. But there you have it. There you yeah. have it. I grew up in a duty household. But I mean, it's, I think it's even, it's wild when you <laughs> it's just, oh my God, that's so funny. I mean, now you've just put together and figured now out your whole. Now you've just solved my whole life. Uh, well, Thank you, you know for what? that. And that's the end of our show. And you Thank make you. me happy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but we're going to link it in the show notes. I encourage you to like have conversations amongst your dinner table with your kids, your family, your partner, your friends. And just ask them, like, how happy are you? Start taking a poll. But also, how do you, how you define? So if right. I asked you, how do you define happiness? How would you define it? Um, I mean, the word that comes to mind is joy, I'm, I guess. But then if I have to, like, if I'm not giving it too much thought, I think I'm happy when I'm not stressed, right? Well, this thing about... I know yeah, without, what you're going to say. What am I going to say? Well, you're, like, telling me how to think of it and how to look at it. But I'm just telling you, like, off the cuff, if you ask me, like, when am I happy... When I'm with family, when I'm 
um, you know, connecting with others. Like there's a million things that make me happy. And I have learned after 45 years of life, I have to intertwine all of those things into work and mm. into things that are maybe not so enjoyable. So that way I can create happiness in those categories. That's good. And now how do you want to tell me to look at it? No, I I, I was just going to say, if you can challenge yourself as you listen to this, or you challenge your family to, to define happiness without using another emotion. Mm. Right. And so I think a lot of times people go, well, I, I you know, I'm happy when I, you know, feel joy. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's naming another emotion. Mm -hmm. But I think you got there. Right. I'm happy when there's laughter involved. I'm happy when I'm near a beach and the sunshine. <laughs> so you're, this is your 10 percent. These are my circumstantial happiness. Right. Yeah, right. Right. I think my number one is I have to feel good. Oh yeah, health wise, yeah. Like body. If I wake yeah. up and I'm something feels off, it mm -hmm. impacts my. Yeah, you're a freaking baby when you're <laughs> sick. I'm like Jesus Christ, please get better because you are not happy when you're sick. But I don't get sick often. No, thank God, because you would take away my happiness. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but my my, you know, me feeling really great is a big part of yeah. you know, I think being at a certain state of mind, mm -hmm. uh, which I think gives a, a lot of. Um, opportunities to be happy yeah but i think it's a, it's a really important question for people to ask uh and to get it ask themselves yeah so we're gonna be uh following this up with another episode to follow uh which will be the second part of the pursuit of happiness series uh, okay and then i'm gonna try to get dr Lori santos on here because who it. better than to talk about all of the things that we are not experts on um than her right so yeah i'm gonna tag her i'm gonna find her and she's gonna come on yeah, and I'm so glad that duty is the is the is more important to happiness to you. Is more than important happiness? than happiness. Well, not for you. anymore because I had to reparent myself. <laughs> that is hilarious. And I'm married to you, so I have to be happy. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you give me some music, and uh, you know, music makes me happy. Music makes you happy. Well, see, you didn't ask me. You said, "What is happiness?" You didn't ask me what makes me happy. No, I no, I totally understand right. that. And, uh, but what makes me happy is happiness. Yeah. So it, what know. makes you happy Go is figure. happiness. Yeah. Okay. Meaning you said describe, you know, the things that make me happy, but then don't use another emotion. So then I got to my happiness by things that make me happy. So yeah, <laughs> the things that make me happy is the thing, the thing that brings me happiness is when I'm happy. <laughs> well, I guess we'll, we'll find out more when we take this course. Well, uh, are you happy? Am I, I'm very happy. Uh, well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> but what makes you happy? Um, what makes me happy is like, I, I think gratitude. Right. And so like, I think about, I like like the fact that my mind works. Mm -hmm. I'm, I love the fact that, um, you know, the kids are healthy. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that those things, so gratitude, I think I'm, I'm, gr I'm grateful more than anything. Right. And then I'm also, um, when I feel able, i that's, that's, that brings me joy. So if I feel like I'm capable of things and when I build capabilities, then I feel really good. See, I think like I'm proud when I accomplish something, mm. right? So when I have a huge sense of pride, yeah, that makes me happy, of course. So I think you're describing things that I would use other emotions for, but ultimately it falls in the funnel of happiness. But I think to, to me, if I were just to simplify it and I, and I, and I, hope to learn more and just kind mm -hmm. of uncovering my own thought process around this. But mm -hmm. like, I want to be happy. 
Yeah. Right. It it is like like I I don't it's have your default. it's my default. It's yeah. like I prefer happiness than well, <laughs> to you know, sadness. What's funny though, right? that's an interesting thing because happiness is your default. Right. But I will tell you honestly, for most people I know, they have to work hard to be happy. Right. And for me, I think I go more towards joy and fun, probably because I work from home. I'm alone. Right. Our kids are gone. So I have to create energy and excitement and like the joy. And so it, it feels to me like it's not a default. But every morning when we wake up, I'm like, I'm so glad you woke up today. Right. Like, I'm so glad God woke you up today. Right. Like we start off with gratitude. Right. Um, sidebar. But another thing that brings me immense joy is being of service. Mm-hmm. Like we just spent the weekend with my grandma. If I can take her to get her hair done, if I could treat her to a nice meal, if I can make her happy, I'm elated. Yeah. Like, so being of service and bringing happiness, changing someone's circumstance, like doing something kind, that is probably one of my happiest moments. Right, right. Like, those are some of my happiest moments. And I think that in the other episodes, we'll talk a lot more about what people need to find in their life that brings them happiness, and they need to go do it and take action because- you know, the one thing that we have found and just kind of researching this is happy people actually are more successful. Yep. And I think that the uh, the reverse order, there's a misconception there that the happiness comes at the end of the road of achievement. However, in order for you to have the energy, the the focus, mm-hmm. like you have to be the a stamina, a, a, the a, excitement. The, yeah. So happy the people. Chutzpah. Yeah. The <laughs> happy people take care of themselves better. Right. People that take care of themselves are more alert and focused. People who are focused and can focus on a goal. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you have achievement from yeah. those things, right? And so I think that pe- when people are stuck, I think that the first thing is they need to find a way to get happy. Yeah. And and we're going to have to figure out how to help them do that. Yeah, so we'll I'm going to find Lori Santos, honestly. Let's do it. So we'll see you guys in the next episode. But in the meantime, take a poll randomly. Tomorrow when you go to work, I want you to just ask random people on a scale from one to 10 with 10 being the most happy. How are you right now? How happy Mm. are you? But I think I would need context. If someone asked me, I'd be like happy with work, happy with my relationship, happy with what? Because to me, everything's in a category of its own. Really? That's complicated. I just want every just blanket happiness on top of everything. (laughs) Question though. I guarantee if you go to work tomorrow and you say on a scale from one to 10, how happy are you? Most people mark my words. They're going to say, do you mean at work? What do you mean? Like what kind of happiness? Right. And I think that that's the thing that we need to uncover because I think my gut tells me no matter what you're doing, Mm -hmm. you bring your happiness to the party. Right. So if I'm going to work, I'm bringing my happiness with me. Yeah. And I'm going to choose an attitude that aligns with what I'm doing so that I get the most out of what I'm doing. But, honey, you're happier than most people. But I don't think I I don't think it's a a supernatural like human strength. (laughs) I think if you took a poll at your work, your place, your workplace. People would say, oh, yeah, Eddie's always happy. And it's a great thing. Right. But I don't think it's a default for most people. Right. Well, maybe that's what we need to help. Take a poll. I want to know. You know, software And I also want to know, if you leave a review, tell me who the happiest person is that you know. Besides me, who's the happiest person you know? Um, The happiest person I know. I mean, Jordan's pretty happy most of the time. She could be kind of, yeah. I'm... She's like me. I guess you I guess you probably wouldn't say I'm happy all of the time. 
I, well, I think I could be kind of eh sometimes. Uh, sometimes yeah, it depends. <laughs> it's circumstantial. Um, Linda's usually happy. Mm-hmm. My friend Linda. Mm-hmm. I don't know. By you and Marcus are the happiest people I know. It'd probably be Marcus, then you and your mom. <laughs> and you all come from the same family, same <laughs> DNA strand. So that doesn't really count. Right. We right. got to come back to this. Yeah. So all right. Well, I want to know who the happiest people are in everyone else's life. Absolutely. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.